Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love Well, our theme for today is this, uh, I once was lost. You may recognize that phrase from the hymn Amazing Grace that we'll sing later on during communion. And we're going to get to the kind of deep philosophical and theological meaning behind that phrase, I once was lost. But first I want to start with a little bit of a less serious theory that I have. I think that there are really, boil it down to two types of people in the world. There are people who always know where their keys are. (laughs) And then there's the other group (laughs) that don't always quite know where they are. And sometimes those people live together, if you can imagine such a thing. And so uh, I end up fitting into the category of I always know where my keys are. They're in my front left pocket or at night I put them to the left of the sink. They're, They're always in their neat, proper order. Not so with my wife. Uh, Over the years, we have realized that this is one of the ways that we are different. Uh, Isn't that just married life in general? And so her keys are always some state of loss. We never know quite where they are. And so this used to kind of frustrate me. But you know, over the years, it kind of just becomes a part of life. And so uh, a lot of our mornings will start with her running down the stairs saying, I don't know where my keys are. And we say, okay, well, let's see. Are they on the counter? Are they in a coat pocket? Are they in your purse? Are they upstairs, downstairs? Are they still in the car from yesterday? Uh, Are they in that little basket that's by the back door that we put in to keep the keys in? You know, who knows? They could be anywhere. And being the perpetually helpful person that I am, I will sometimes say something clever like, oh, I know where they are. They're lost. And she says, it's always well received my, in my early morning uh, little jokes. And she'll say, they're not lost. They're just misplaced. Or they're not lost. I just don't know where they are right now. And so the hunt is on and we find them. Each morning we find them or she says, Give me your spare key. And I say, okay, but great. Now this means my key is lost. To which she says, you get lost. And so, you know, we all head off in the morning and away we go. And so we're thinking about what does it mean to really be lost? My other theory for today is that all of us are more like Annie's keys than anything else in that we're never really truly lost. We might feel misplaced sometimes. We might not be so sure where we're going or where we are even in any given moment. But we're never truly lost because we happen to have a God who is always with us, always and forever right there by our side. So even when we feel most lost, we're not lost. 
We're not lost. We're not a lost cause. We haven't even ever lost hope. Even when we can't cling to hope or can't see that hope before us, because we're people of faith, hope is there. Whether we always have a hard time believing it or not, we're never quite lost. I have a friend who has a tattoo on his arm that says uh, these words, not all who wander are lost. Uh, Kind of a cool little phrase, not all who wander are lost. It's a verse not from the Bible, although it kind of sounds like a Bible verse. It's a verse from a poem from Middle Earth of all places, as in the Lord of the Rings, as in J.R.R. Tolkien. And it's a part of this poem that is kind of read and recited to think about the rightful and future king that will uh, rule Middle Earth uh, in that Lord of the Rings series. But it's also applied to really kind of anyone throughout those stories who has a tendency to wander or explore, which there are many people in those stories that do kind of wander or explore, and yet they have a lot of value and great purpose before them. Here's the kind of longer version of uh, this poem. It says this, All that is gold does not glitter. Not all who wander are lost. The old that is strong does not wither. Deep roots are not reached by the frost. Even if you don't feel guilty or glittery, <laughs> if you don't feel glittery like gold, you are still of deep value. That is what the Bible tells us, that you are of more value than gold. And maybe you feel like you're wandering. Maybe you are prone to wandering and love the excitement of exploring. Or maybe you just feel like you were thrust into a wandering time. But I think the deep truth, the truth that is so deep that it uh, allows us to find truth, of course, in Scripture and the Bible, but to also find truth in nature and creation, to even find truth in a fantasy series from the 20th century with poetry written by J.R.R. Tolkien, that deep truth for us, that old-time religion that we're singing about in this series, is that God is with us always. That is a really fundamental, core, deep truth that gets applied to so much in our lives and gives shape and purpose and meaning to so much of our lives. That's this deep truth that is here, that God is with us, that God has created us, that God helps us to even learn and grow from these times of wandering, these times when we feel lost or like we're just kind of meandering, not sure where we're headed, some of those are our greatest times of learning and growth. I'm guessing you've experienced that before, that that's kind of how it works, that a lot of the times when we grow the most aren't the easiest times, but actually are some of the hardest times. There is a certain level of curiosity that comes from those times of wandering or feeling lost. There's a certain level of curiosity that we sometimes, I think, discount. Uh, we sometimes discount the value of just not being sure what's next. Uh, we like to have a plan and know what's coming. I know I like to feel that way. And yet there's some value in just not knowing, in not being so sure what is coming next. We can find some value there as well. Uh, you know, sometimes we look at people and we say like, oh, they're just so lost right now. Sometimes we look at ourselves and we think, you know, I feel really lost right now. And that can be really hard and it can be really scary. 
But down the road with some hindsight, we can realize that actually those times where we're feeling most lost and most scared are actually some pretty great times of growth and personal discovery. We might say, oh, I don't want to grow anymore right now. I, I'm good. But here we are, sometimes wandering, but never lost. And that's, I think, an important and helpful distinction for us to remember that not all who wander are lost. This song that the series is based off that we're singing, Give Me That Old Time Religion, has the verse, it was good for the Hebrew children. You know, it was good for the Hebrew children. It was good for the Hebrew children. And the stories that they're talking about in that song are the stories that we're reading here this morning. These stories that we read of the wandering in the wilderness of people of faith, God's people being full of doubt and questions and complaining while they are literally wandering in the wilderness for all that time. They're wandering and it's hard. Moses has led them out of slavery in Egypt, which at first they are very excited about. Obviously, slavery was not good, so they're glad to get out of there to move along. They get through the Red Sea, but then they're wandering. They're on their way to this promised land, but they're not there yet. And so they start to say things like, ugh, I know slavery wasn't good, but at least we got to have a steak for dinner sometimes. They say, man, I miss the meat, I miss the meals, bah, the cooking back in Egypt. Now that was, mwah, just good. They start to reminisce about those good old days and to complain about where they are in their current life situation, forgetting that, you know, God is actually providing for them, that they have been provided for in the past, and that there's this great promise ahead of them, this promised land they kind of get stuck in the fact that they feel pretty lost in the midst of that wandering. The story that we heard here, uh, they say, but, oh, I got the slide too. It says, but the people thirsted for water. Pretty simple request. They wanted water, and so they complained to Moses and said, why did you bring us out of Egypt? To kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? And I'm sure Moses wanted to say, yeah, exactly, you got me. You know, like, <laughs> This was all an elaborate prank. Joke's on you. Uh, now we die in the wilderness alone. No, Moses being the good, calm, collected leader he is, he says, no, 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 no. Everybody calm down. It's all going to be okay. I'm going to go talk to God about this. You talk to God about it too. Let's pray for some wisdom and discernment. And so then Moses goes off by himself and he talks to God and says, so Moses cried out to the Lord, what should I do with these people? They're about to stone me. Nice, calm, collected Moses. What are we going to do? They're going to kill me. And fortunately, the Lord said to Moses, Go on ahead. Go on ahead of the people. Take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock of Horeb. Strike the rock. Water will come out of it so that the people may drink. Moses did so in the sight of the elders. God sees their need and meets their need. The people are thirsty. God provides water. But more than that, God gives them a glimpse of the promised land that they're heading towards. God gives them a glimpse of this future where they won't just be thirsty, but that their needs will always be provided for. The real miracle is the water, right? The water coming from the rock is a miracle, and I'm sure they drank that water, and it was 
tastier than, you know, Dasani or smart water or that water from the French Alps. You know, whoa, all this good, good water. They filled up every jug and container they had. It was great, a miracle. But the greater miracle and the greater blessing in the whole thing was that God showed them that God is faithful, that God would continue to be faithful, that God had met their needs in the past and would continue to meet their needs all the way into the future, into this promised land that was just on the horizon. God showed them that even though they felt really lost right then and it seemed pretty hopeless, they were not lost and all was not hopeless and lost. They were maybe just wandering for a time. Come back to these words uh, from Tolkien again. All that is gold does not glitter. Not all who wander are lost. The old that is strong does not wither. Deep roots are not reached by the frost. I think there's just so much truth here and throughout the scripture that tells the same good old time religion truth that God is with us. It's a promise of who we are and who God is, that who we are is people of great value. Even when we don't feel glittery, we are of deep value to God and to this world around us. That even when we wander, we're not lost. All is not lost. That old-time religion is this deep truth that God is with us in the midst of the wandering. And that even when we feel lost and hopeless, there is hope. And that God will help us to even grow and learn from these lost, wandering, feeling times. This is the good news. It's the great promise that God is with us. We hear it from the story of Jesus, who even death was not the end, but there is resurrection and the promise of a heavenly home. The people of Israel, those Hebrew children, are headed towards a promised land, and so are we. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.